Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free any Anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now driving at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Cricket Unfiltered, the News Corp Cricket Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Menzel, and this is our Boxing Day, Day 2 wrap. And joining me from the MCG is the Daily Telegraph's cricket reporter, Ben Horn. How are you, Ben? Hey, man, it's good, mate. Uh, another interesting day of test cricket and probably, well, definitely England's best day of the series so far. Fabulous 100 by Alistair Cook. And uh, all of a sudden, Australia find themselves in a unfamiliar position. They're going to have to really fight if they want this whitewash. Yes, so Australia lost 7 for 67 this morning to be bowled out for 327. And then England replied with 2 for 192. So they're a mere 135 runs behind with 8 wickets in hand. Now, Ben, I was doing my usual commentary critique research today. I was flicking around the radio and I heard you and Pete Lawler on ABC Radio at lunchtime. And you Is that against my contract? Uh, no, you no. The podcast doesn't put those sort of restrictions on you. But I will call, take you to task. What were you and why are you and Pete so upset? Well, sorry, why are you so upset with the pitch in Melbourne? I just think that it's uh, it's created a flat atmosphere. Uh, that's my take on it. I realise that the game is very even. I know that we'll probably get a result here, but it's a slow burn to get there, and uh, I think uh, lost the attention of a lot of people yesterday and. It's just a pitch that doesn't leap off the page, you know. The Gabba, I know it wasn't quite the Gabba we used to this year, but the Gabba, the Wacker, uh, Adelaide, there's there's something there early in the match to really give the game 
some life. And uh, I think this one in Melbourne it gets into a slog uh, very quickly. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but you can't sort of manufacture the same pitch all around the country with bounce and life early on. You know, part of test cricket is adapting to the pace in the wicket and, you know, it's played in all conditions. I mean, do you want us to just sort of take an AstroTurf pitch around the country so it's just always the same? No, but I mean, I, I take your point, but I mean, we're talking about test matches in Australia. I mean, these are the conditions that we expect in Australia. I think it's, uh, you know, around the world, obviously that's part of test cricket is the different conditions you face. But I look at the, the drop-in wicket in Adelaide and compare that to the one they've got in Melbourne and I think it's chalk and cheese. Adelaide's found in a few years um, a pitch that works and a pitch that is exciting. Uh, Melbourne, who's had a drop-in for a lot longer, uh, are nowhere near that and I, I just don't think they've got it right. Yeah, well, you know my solution. We should have cricket grounds that are just for cricket and we don't allow football to play there in the winter so you have these pristine pitches, but that's never going to happen. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the AFL is going to want to start the MCG. It's a, it's a shame. I mean, I know that there's certain things that are unavoidable with the way this pitch is because it is a drop-in, but I, I just don't know whether they've got it right here at the MCG. But like you say, um, you know, we can't expect the same conditions everywhere I suppose and and this match could come to a very thrilling conclusion so it'll get there but as Pete Lawler made the point on radio today uh, we lost about half the crowd of 88,000 on day one couldn't even um, stay there to watch Steve Smith bat so I think that's a pretty alarming situation. Yeah, but I think that says a lot about what we expect out of cricket now, that we're always after quick run rates. And when, when we get to a day's play that is tough and is, is an attritional, maybe we don't have the patience of generations gone by. I guess so, yeah. But I think um, there's certain ways of... Look, well, I've seen test matches this year that have been attritional. I mean, Steve Smith's 100 in Brisbane was attritional, but that was gripping to watch. Test matches in India um, are, are gripping to watch because you're sort of expecting something could happen any ball, um, even though it is about really grinding things out. There's something about this match so far, though, that has been very dour. I, I know that David Warner and, and Alistair Cook have played superbly, and perhaps um, you know what I'm saying makes their hundreds even more magnificent uh, to, to be able to uh, score triple figures on on, on pitches like this. But um, yeah, look, I just think that it's uh, it's been dour, and uh, I know that Test cricket's a different game, but it's still got to entertain people for mine. Well, I guess today's play was highlighted by the resurgence of two English players. Stuart Broad roared back into the series with four for 51, and Alistair Cook made that brilliant 104 not out. I guess just talk us through those two performances, Ben. Well, I guess the first point and the most important point, and I'm not saying this from uh, any kind of uh, Australian fan point of view, but the fact is that the train has left the platform. It's a bit late. It's 3-0 and the series is gone. Um, but having said that... Yeah, good stick to boot in. That's the way. I was trying to be a bit gracious, but stick to boot in. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's too late now, whatever they did, but go on. <laughs> no, but it was still a magnificent performance, particularly from Cook, I thought. He really did look as though... He was at the end to me. He, he really struggled. He, he looked like everything in his game was out of whack. But he played great today. He got dropped on 66. But aside from that, I, I thought it was a really solid game. Uh, he just showed what a class player he is. He's got 32 test hundreds now. That's more than anyone who's currently playing the game. Uh, he's a great statesman of cricket and, uh, you know, really one of the best players 
of his generation. And, um, you know, Stuart Broad, again, I still don't think four wickets changes the fact that he's probably uh, very close to the end, in my opinion. But it's showed that he's a guy that doesn't throw the towel in. He's a he's a true warrior. And, um, you know, he dug deep and it was a great effort to, um, you know, to skittle Australia like they did today. Well, he didn't throw the towel in today. He might have thrown it in earlier in the summer. All right, uh, Benny, a couple of quick things before you go. I guess the state of play from here, you know, England will be looking to get a little bit of a lead and that'll put the pressure back on the Aussies. Absolutely. I mean, they're very well placed, England, too to do well. Uh, Alistair Cook has, got a, has made a career out of not just scoring hundreds, but when he gets to 100, making it making it a really big score. So Alistair Cook will be you know, relaxed tonight and uh, I think that'll suit him. He has a chance to really have a home this year. Uh, Broad in the press conference afterwards was saying that, that the way to win this test will be scoreboard pressure and um, probably a bit of you know reverse swing as well. But you know, scoreboard pressure is what's going to win this match. The pitch isn't doing a lot. It's not breaking up a lot. So, you know, the, 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 getting a first innings lead is going to be huge. And, uh, and you know, England tomorrow can get themselves to a point where Australia are the ones feeling the pitch. Yeah, and you and you and me put the mockers on the uh, Aussies today. We said they've got this collapse thing out of the way and they had a shocking collapse today. You'd have to say they were just a bit loose. They got caught playing away from their body on a pitch where you probably can't do that and it cost them. Yeah, I mean, Josh Hazelwood after the game, very honest, uh, saying that it was complacency and laziness. And, you know, it's hard to disagree with that, watching watching the way things went there for the Australians. I think they deserve credit for um, addressing some attitude issues with their batting. This summer, um, and you know, as we touched on, the series is over. So this is only, I guess, it's it's not a crisis situation. Australia still posted three twenty seven compared to some of the collapses that we've witnessed. It wasn't so bad, but yeah, they they absolutely squandered a chance to make four fifty plus, and that could cost them this Test match. So it's a it's a real warning sign, I think, for what's to come in South Africa. That uh, Australia they, they've won this series and played well to win this series, but. They want to be the best team in the world, and uh, the best team in the world uh, probably shouldn't lose 7 to 65. Well, Ben, you're absolutely right, and thank you for your time. Um, enjoy the moving day tomorrow. We should see who gets on top in this test match. And listeners, thanks for downloading Cricket Unfiltered, the only place to keep up with the Ashes Cricket. Who needs the ABC or the BBC? We're right here. So, Ben, enjoy tomorrow, and we will catch up soon. Thanks, Manus. Thanks, listeners, and remember to rate, review the show, and we'll be back tomorrow.